0: Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome or welcome back to the Thoughts That Manifest podcast. I'm Elle, and I am a mindset and manifestation coach who aims to inspire you to awaken your mind to the limitless potential that is within you. Hello, beautiful souls. We are so excited to be back today for another episode. And today we are joined with a very special guest maddie who is a confidence business coach that inspires and motivates women to start living authentically and to stop living small hi maddie thank you so much for joining us we are so excited to have you today
1: hi guys thank you i am just as excited if not more i this is like one of my favorite things to do is just like yeah connect with cool women and share cool things for other cool women and yeah i'm just i'm honored to be here
0: Love that. And we are so honored to have you here. So I guess where we can start is just have you give us an introduction to who you are, what you do, how you got to
1: where you are now. Cool. Okay. This can be a very short story or or it can be a very long story, but I'm going to try and go medium story. Sounds good. Um, Hi, guys. So yes, I'm Maddie Maple. And um, yeah, I have a coaching business primarily focused on Confidence for Women. And then I also do some like higher level business coaching as well. So I really, yeah, I'm passionate about business, but also 80% of business is confidence. And pretty much everything in your life is confidence. And when I started my confidence journey, I'll tell a little bit about like, you know, how I got here. But when I started, you know, realizing how big confidence really was. It was just so interesting because I started making all these connections like your confidence is held in your solar plexus. Solar, solar is the sun. What does every planet revolve around? The sun. And, you know, all these pieces start coming together and relationships, money, business, your mindset, how you feel about yourself. I really feel like it all, you know, even manifestation, like I feel like confidence is such a missing puzzle piece when it comes to manifestation all of these things at the core of it really is how you feel about yourself and what you believe about what you deserve and what you can achieve and yeah it's just this huge huge piece of my life and and something that i want to yeah, just help other women with. I think women are going to fucking change the world. We just need a little more confidence. But yeah, I'm obviously passionate about it because I didn't have much confidence growing up. I actually had zero whatsoever, which is so funny to think about because even like I look at myself on Zoom and talking about my previous version of myself, I'm sure a lot of us can resonate with this. Like think about your previous self and it doesn't even feel like yourself. Yeah, I grew up in Salt Lake City, Utah. And if you have heard anything about Utah, one of the first things that might come to your mind is the Mormon religion. It's very prevalent here. Uh, I grew Mm -hmm. up in Kaysville, which is a little bit north of the city. But I I call it not Kaysville. I call it Mormonville because it's like the suburbs where like that community really does live. I would say like 80% of people were in the religion as well as myself and my family. And I love sharing my experience with it because, you know, whether you're you were in, you know, anyone listening, if you were in the Mormon religion or just another religion or any other, um, I might not even have been a religion, but the, the story can probably be resonated with because pretty much growing up, I was just consistently being put in this box. Yeah. It was just like, I was supposed to be this way and dress this way and believe in these things and talk this way and listen to this music and as i started like coming into my own and becoming a teenager i started and it wasn't even like rebellious i just started to enjoy things that were not accepted by the church like i found coffee And like, I really loved coffee and I started getting into fashion and I really loved fashion that was not modest. And again, it it wasn't this like, like, I just want to be scandalous because you guys are telling me to be modest. It was like, I truly felt my most authentic. I felt this full expression. I started really loving rap music, which obviously is not accepted by religion. You know, I'd like try to find rap songs that didn't have swear words in it. So I could like play it on my CD player in my room and my parents wouldn't get mad at me but those didn't really exist like you know it's very explicit and i just like started enjoying all these things that felt so authentic to me and but was pretty much told like well you're not going to be with your family forever in heaven because you do these things and and i was like you're right like what's wrong with me i felt all this guilt so um, much shame
2: being... for a young person
1: exactly yeah it's it's so intense for a young person trying to find who they are i was like I remember being like 10 years old and accidentally thinking a swear word and running to my bedside and and repenting and praying and like feeling so much guilt.
2: They make the Catholic yeah. Church sound easy. <sighs> the more well, the it's funny follows. because I
0: can kind of relate to that but like in a different sense where it was like yeah. if I didn't pray every night before bed, I thought that my parents would die or that my family would die. Like you said, if you do something that's against like the, I think it was like the 10 commandments or something in the Catholic church, I felt like I was not going to make it to heaven. So I can definitely relate with you on that one.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So many people, I think like the Mormon church is obviously pretty like specific, but pretty much anyone I talk to can relate to this in, in some way, even if it's just your parents wanting you to like, you know, have a certain job or lifestyle or date certain people or i mean one of the most heartbreaking parts of the mormon church i won't go like too into it but just everything with like the lgbtq plus community and i think salt lake city is one of the highest like one of the highest statistics for um suicide rates Mm. and it's so horrible because people are literally told like they are not accepted they are not loved they are wrong there's something wrong with them for being who they are and it just yeah for a long time i just thought but this is the true church and this is how it is and then i got to be like 15 16 and me and my best friend like started to question things and we were like this doesn't make sense and no one can give us an answer we would like be those like obnoxious teenagers (laughs) and we'd we'd be like so why can't i drink coffee and they're like just because and we're like, that's not a good enough answer. Right. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, we were annoying, but we started figuring it out. And so eventually I left, but I felt I was left with, yeah, like a lot of trauma from that and a lot of, you know, just struggles with my confidence and my self-worth and like sexual trauma and just guilt, like so much guilt. But then I found raving or mm-hmm. or music festivals, right? The the EDM community, which I don't know if you guys are big into EDM or music festivals at all, but acl but nothing nothing like further than acl that's a great example that's a great uh an in- intro level to edm yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's the baby it's the mini baby
1: yeah. yeah it's a mini baby exactly but yeah a lot of people could perceive that as like oh you just like go like do drugs and get fucked up and like there's just like lasers and beep boop music but for me i found a community That was the opposite of the Mormon church. It was a community that was so welcoming and loving that I could be anyone, dress however I want, say anything, like anything, do my hair, my makeup, whatever, any way that I wanted, I could fully express. And it was, they were fully accepting. There's, it's a environment with no judgment whatsoever. Now I'm finding that more in like conscious festivals, like Burning Man and Envision and Lightning in a Bottle. There's more of those festivals that are kind of like almost like retreats as well. They have like workshops Mm. and yoga and are more spiritual. Mental health. Yeah, exactly. So I'm kind of gearing towards that direction now. But when I first entered the EDM community, it was like this eye-opening, like, oh my gosh, I am allowed to be who I am. Then I got into personal development and it just, yeah, it just progressed from there. I moved to LA, I learned about business. It all started coming together, started my coaching business. And now I really do like to blend the two, right? I do my online coaching, but then I also do retreats and in-person events where I really try to blend the spiritual, personal development aspect of things and also like the fun festival vibe of like dance and plant medicine and embodiments, somatic practices, and, you know, just mixing like the fun with the the spiritual is kind of my thing. But yeah, I love to share that story because I think, you know, we can get into talking about what really creates confidence, all those things. But for me, a big part of my journey was that that environment and creating a space where I could become fully authentic. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of my my journey in a nutshell. I
2: feel like I feel like the way that you describe the EDM community, it's almost like I mean this in like the most compliment kind of way possible. I don't mean it defensively. It sounds almost like the whole vibe and premise of the, the way that you picture 1970s hippies mm-hmm. and their whole premise of why they started their community and how they wanted it to be. It was like widespread love and acceptance and just like honoring each other for who you were in that moment without judgment. And it's like, Crazy because you're like, when you think of like the principles of, because I grew up Catholic and Christian, Mm -hmm. kind of mixed, like that's what the principles of, of those things are supposed to be, but they're not. And the communities are so awful to each other. And you're like, this is the opposite of what you're teaching us.
1: Exactly. Exactly. I felt like when I went to, like the things that I was supposed to feel in church, I feel like I felt... At the rave, which was like so weird. But I felt like I felt like my prayers were answered. I felt like things made sense. I felt like all of these emotions that they told me, oh, like you're supposed to feel this, like this um warmth in your chest. And that's like the Holy Ghost. I felt like I was feeling what they called the Holy Ghost, but like at the festival, making connections in that co- like community, you know? And it is so interesting. I think that ego has kind of taken over a lot of religions. And yeah, festivals are. And amongst other communities, but like the music aspect of like festival, like the festival type of community, I feel that it's so primal. You can date it back so far to people gathering for music, you know, and and dancing and connecting with each other. Now we just have crazy production and lasers, but same same thing in a sense.
2: Yeah. yeah. Have you ever actually had the opportunity to go to like a native powwow or anything like that?
1: Yeah. So Here's a crazy story. I um at Envision, there was a tribe there and I don't want to say their name right now because I might totally butcher it. I think it I think it's like Yawa- the Yawanaka tribe. That might be wrong and I really apologize that I'm not I don't have that correct right now. But here's why. Because I was on this crazy mushroom trip. Literally, it was one of the craziest trips that I had ever had in my whole entire life and my friend were like crying not in a bad way just like releasing and crying and like going through this experience and she's like oh my gosh this beautiful tribe that i feel so connected to is doing a sacred fire and we went and sat in the sacred fire where they like sang their songs and did their chants and it was like one of the craziest experiences of my life if that's what you mean that's like the only Mm -hmm. experience i've had with that
2: yeah there's it's pretty cool i actually i haven't been to one since i was a kid because um my grand my father's mother my called her nanny she used to take us lauren knows there's a very common lauren what's the tribe over there yeah we were so young i can't remember so we grew up near a small town like called webster massachusetts and the lake is an indian name and it's like lake manchaga like it's literally the longest word in ever existence um (laughs) but they still had their local tribe and they had like a grounds where you could go and they would hold powwows like Mm. very often and you could go and participate and it was really cool but I haven't been to one since I was a child so and then she's talking
0: about um like the retreats and whatnot I I want to go to a retreat so badly I
1: might need you to send me your info might be uh checking out the next retreat you do I will totally send you the info honestly again like I love online coaching I think there's so much power in it like the work that you can do and, you know, three month container or whatever, but a retreat dude, that changed my freaking life. Like I've done years of healing in one week I come out of every retreat, a completely different person. It's, it's insane. Yeah. It's so fun.
0: No, I actually wanted to mention something because I was looking at your Instagram the other day and I saw a post that you posted maybe a week ago or so talking about how you had this kind of moment where you were like reflecting on your journey and how you wanted to shift gears kind of mm-hmm. um do you want to kind of talk about
1: that a little bit and like what made you have that moment totally are you talking about the post that I said I don't want my business to grow anymore yes. or whatever? <laughs> yes. yeah whatever oh, yeah that was get so relatable I could relate a lot to what you were saying I'm so glad because I honestly had been feeling really alone on that journey for a while. Like, I'd just been feeling really weird. So, yeah, I started my business in 2020 and it was just nothing else lit me up. Like, I would just work, 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 work. It wasn't even work, but like my eyes would open and like I would be working on something, like something would be coming through and inspired. Relatable. Relatable. Yeah. And I was just like, In it for like two and a half years, like every single day. It was just like all my business. And then last year, and and I had someone say to me, like, you know, you'll probably go through a wave where you don't feel like this, or maybe you want to do something other than coaching or things will change. And I literally like laughed in her face. I was like, like, maybe for you, but like I have found my thing. Like I know that I will be lit up by this forever. Then last year happened, and you know, I went through a breakup. I was traveling full time. I was just going through a lot. Like, I was just, I don't think I even realized at the time how much I was going through, but I just was. And then I was kind of like, yeah, just stepping away from my business, like being asked to heal. I was being asked to heal, like, my body. Like, I pretty much, you know, went through this breakup, left everything that I knew, was just hopping around, you know, partying, going to festivals, and just not taking care of myself. And then I started getting like crazy health issues, like my skin flaring up. I was like, I got poison oak once. I was getting like UTIs. Like I was like, I was like falling apart and I just couldn't figure out, well, in hindsight, like, okay, I was going through a lot of stress. I didn't realize that though. And so I was like, yeah, I was like, I didn't know what was going on with me. So then I started on this health protocol and- Yeah, it was just like, I lost all motivation and drive and passion. And like, I really struggled with that because I'm a very like, like a, how do I explain it? Kind of a jump to conclusions person where like, if I'm not motivated, I'm like, I'm never going to be motivated again. (laughs) Um, Which is totally the opposite of what I was talking about with that girl where she's like, hey, like you might have a time where you're not as motivated. And I was like, no, like I'm always going to be motivated. I'm just always like deeply in the present moment like that. And so, yeah, I started really struggling with this. I was like, what's wrong with me? I don't have this motivation like I used to. Like, am I falling out of love with my business? Is it ever going to come back? I don't know. I was just freaking out. And then I went on this retreat that I went on um, just a couple of weeks ago. I went to Costa Rica um, for a content creator retreat and envision. And I go on this content creator retreat and I was like, how ironic that I'm going on a content creator retreat when I'm pretty sure I'm quitting content. Like, I don't want to create content anymore. Don't feel lit up by anything. Then it, I got there and it was so intimidating because all of these people are are feeling lit up by creating and they're feeling passionate and they're feeling this. And I was just like, I don't know. I just was so lost. And then we had uh, me and Al and Courtney were just talking about human design before we started recording. We had a human design workshop. And I had known about human design and had gotten into it a little bit. But then we were, you know, talking about, you know, I'm a generator and we're talking about generators and how they really have to do what lights them up. And this just gave me so much clarity. Like, I thought like the plant medicine experiences were going to give me clarity. And this other workshop, this healing workshop was giving me clarity. No, it was the human design because it woke me up and was like, girl, you have energy. You have motivation, you have passion, you have drive. Like that is a generator. You just have to be spending it on the right things. And that moment for me was such a like a click moment. Like I was just like, it's not that I've lost my motivation. It's I'm being asked to shift in a different way. And my energy is trying to tell me that. So for anyone listening, if yeah, I don't believe in discipline, honestly, I think that there are moments where you want to do something, but it's it's hard and you still do it. And then there's moments where you don't want to do something and if you're trying to push yourself to do something that you truly truly don't want to do at the end of the day, I just don't think that's supportive. And I was I was getting so down on myself for like not being disciplined. And it's not that I'm not disciplined. When I really want to do something, even if I wake up and I don't feel like it, that's having discipline is is doing it cuz I know at the end of the day I actually do want to. Mm-hmm. But I was trying to force myself to do things that I actually didn't want to do. And so on that retreat, I was like, okay, I'm going to stop putting my focus on trying to force myself to create content and do things in business like I used to do them and ask myself, this is not an opportunity to push myself. It's an opportunity to reevaluate what lights me up. And I realized that, yeah, the only thing that lights me up right now is these in person experiences. And luckily, because I had that drive to build my community for three years, I do have a community that is, I, I feel, large enough at this moment to create the in-person experiences that I want to. So yeah, I don't do weekly podcasts anymore. I post when I feel like it. I'm doing more in-person networking. And I've just been booking Airbnbs left and right for these in-person gatherings that I want to create. And guess what? I have discipline again. I have drive again. I have passion. So it never left me. It was I was trying to direct it at the wrong thing. So yeah, I'm not I don't I don't want to like gain grow my following right now. I want to be with some cool ass girls in a cool ass place, doing cool ass things and healing together and community. Wait, I love that so much. And
0: I can relate to that so much because I definitely was at a very similar point over the past like three years. And that's when my whole shift kind of changed directions too. And as a manifesting generator, which I'm always telling people like self-discovery tools can be Mm life-changing between human design and numerology and astrology these have all completely changed my life in so many positive ways where I'm actually following like you said what lights you up rather than trying to force yourself to do things that you think you're supposed to be doing or that you Mm -hmm. think you need to do or what society is telling you you need to do and so I can relate to that a lot and when you're going after what you actually enjoy doing
2: it's a a game changer exactly like because Lauren has told me what, what is this my, my what year is this my year one or year My uh, year eleven my year eleven First. I feel like I'm actually not where you guys are I'm mm-hmm. still trying to figure out like what am what am I doing with my life mm-hmm. <laughs> um and like I I love nursing I do but like the bedside is just brutal mm. it's brutal and so I think like there's like divine timing that Lauren talks about I feel like this starting this journey with Lauren is like divine timing.
1: Mm -hmm. And I think that starting, I feel like so many people like have negative, a negative connotation around having no idea what you want to do. But I actually think it can be perceived in such a beautiful place to be because me and Elle are sharing our experience of like, you know, well, we've always done things this way. And then like changing that is so scary. Well, when you have a blank slate and you have fucking nothing, you know, it can feel overwhelming and scary and confusing and all the things I'm not invalidating it but sometimes I like tell my clients they're like I have no idea and I'm like what a great place to be you have nothing so you can go there was anywhere was it you Lauren or was it someone else I talked
2: to trying to remember who it was who was like um they were talking about like what you're passionate about what lights you up and they were like what look at like maybe it was even one of your content things that I looked at Maddie um, really? I was like, "What are you looking at online? Like, what are you passionate about? What are you following? Like, what what are you interested in?" And mm-hmm. like thinking about that, I'm like, "Why don't I have like a organizing empire like the mm-hmm. home edit?" I literally oh asked Lauren, God. "Like, I will just show up and start cleaning her house." I'm like, "Why do I not have a business doing?" But that? Why don't you go after with that? With me yeah. so much. <laughs> well, and and, and it's, like,
1: why am I not doing this? And it's also things like from your childhood too. Like I always tell people, like think about what you enjoyed and your childhood or it okay here's my here's my philosophy on purpose if i can share people that say that they don't know what they're like what they want to do or their purpose or whatever i just call bullshit it is right in front of your face i promise you the reason you can't see it and again this is what ties back to confidence and why i think confidence relates to everything is Usually it's right in front of your face, but the reason you can't see it is because you're so scared or you have so much fear that your mm-hmm. mind literally just like pretty much like crosses it out before you can even think about it. So true. Yeah. You're like, I know I love this, that- but I can't do it because X, Y, and Z, you know? So. Right.
2: There's a podcast that Lauren and I did to like a while back that also talks about how like certain childhood traumas where, you're conditioned by the adults around you not to trust your own instincts anymore also leads to this same problem where like now you can't even identify what your instinct is because you don't even know how to get there
1: Mm -hmm. growth is unlearning truly it's like unlearning all yeah all of that bullshit from them but just to touch back on the organizing thing i think that would be so freaking awesome i love organizing stuff too i love the tiktoks where they like restock their fridge and it's like Me so too. extra oh my gosh i can't and you could even do that online like you could have someone send you a photo of their closet then you send them like amazon links of like the containers sh- they should buy and like tell them like in which way like you could they can organize it so it has like a flow there is so much opportunity mm-hmm. there i think that would be like a really cool side project Weird. to like see where it goes i so definitely I have agree like I think it's all about time management
2: for you. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) absolutely. Because like we're about to move into a new, a new shiny new apartment that's like just being built and like my urge to like make everything as pretty as possible. Share that process. But I just like want to show that process. Yes, you should.
0: You got to share that process because I think there's so many people out there who actually enjoy that, that kind of content.
2: I find it so therapeutic like I'm maybe this is part of being a projector Lauren would know but like if my space is a mess I personally feel a mess internally I'm like no I can't do this no
0: I was just gonna say I'm a huge believer
1: that our space can often reflect how we feel internally too exactly yeah I'm I'm so like that and I'm almost like have you guys seen Big Hero 6
2: yes I love that movie makes me cry
1: girl I love that movie. Like, I can't even explain to you how much I love that movie. But the part where they go into, like, the the nerd school, right, like, the robotics space, and there's the one guy that has all his tools, and they're all outlined, and they're, like, perfectly all in their place. That is my house. And, like, it's so bad when someone comes and stays with me, because if they use, like, the wrong towel for the wrong thing, I'm like, there are rules in this place. Like, everything is, like... I don't know, just organized. But it like keeps me sane. And honestly, that's why I didn't like Uh, I was a digital nomad for about nine months last year. And I think that's what was making me like so sick. Like I was going insane because I didn't have like my own space to like ground and like organize my things and have my own things. I lived out of a suitcase literally for nine months. The moment I got my apartment, I pretty much had one final like meltdown, like meltdown. It was really bad i was like yelling at my dad i'm like i'm not okay two days later i had signed the papers for a lease for an apartment moved into my apartment and that started my healing like i just immediately got better for some people that environment is just so it's so important really
2: i think there's like this concept at least i feel like i've always thought this of like having a routine or some something like a routine is like mediocrity Mm -hmm. And really, like, I think humans, on like a social level, we actually thrive on having a routine and having like our things in the same place all the time and and having that consistency, whether it's in relationships, like Lauren and I's friendship, where we've been friends for like almost 30 years, and Mm -hmm. you have that consistency of that relationship in those people or like your workspace or like a romantic partnerships, whatever it is, family. And when one of those dynamics is off, it just kind of throws your whole self through a loop. And you're like, okay, how can I like protect my own mental health during this time? Because it's, it's sacred. But you know, what's Mm -hmm. funny for me. And maybe this
0: is because I'm a manifesting generator. And also I've learned about like the arrows and stuff. Like I believe if your arrow points a certain way, you cannot stand routine. Mm -hmm. That's me. Oh, Like I actually struggle with routine, like I need flexibility, I need to be able to do what I want, when I want and not have like rigid boundaries when it comes to my routine. And also maybe it could be also a reflection of not having stability really growing up and things were constantly changing. So now I'm kind of like in this mode of like, all right, I'm so used to change and things aren't constantly like changing and being flexible, I feel thrown off. And that's something I've been having to work on because I know that I could probably benefit from being a little bit more like structured and routines, but at the same time, it's like, I feel like it limits me and I don't feel as creative or inspired when I have such a structured routine in my life.
1: Well, I think it really, I think the most supportive way to go about it is viewing it as like in waves, or at least that's for me, it like comes in waves, right? Because so when i when i left my relationship and i started traveling i was the same way i was like i can't handle a routine i can't stick to a routine i was like i was trying so many things to like organize organize myself and be in this routine or like i don't know i was just doing all these things and like i was just so stuck and what i needed was to go at the end of my travels that's when i was not feeling so great at the beginning of my travels though that was exactly what i needed Fuck a routine. I was like different day, different country, different Airbnb. Let's go to this party. Let's go to this festival. I was thriving. That was exactly what I needed in that moment. And then, right, the pendulum swings. And now I'm like, I love my routine. I wake up every morning. I make my tea. And then I feed my cats. And then I make my breakfast. And like, I've never been able to stick to a routine my whole life. But right now it feels so good. And who knows, maybe six months down the road it's the opposite again i'm like peace out guys like i'm going to bali like you know you never know i
0: think no that's that's very true it probably is very much like what do you need right now in this moment if it's a routine then implement that if it's not then you don't have to like not forcing yourself to fit into those boxes when you don't Mm -hmm. like necessarily Mm -hmm.
2: need to Mm -hmm. the biggest thing i've found uh like especially transitioning to night nursing is giving yourself grace And Mm -hmm. don't make yourself feel guilty. So like, yeah, it's kind of backfiring a little bit right now, but I'll get my life together at some time in the near future. But like, you know, I work these long 12 hour, 14 hour overnight shifts and then I have and I do that three nights in a row and then I have four days off and my four days off. I sleep when I want to and I sleep for long periods of time because I'm like catching up on rest or restoring my rest. And in the beginning, I would feel really guilty because I had all these rigid, like I work out all these days and I meal prep these days. And like I wasn't able to keep to that and one of my preceptors, who's also like an amazing friend that I've had for a long time, was like, you need to just give yourself grace in getting into your new ro- your new routine of like taking care of yourself and then figure out how the other things fit in. Like, don't shame yourself because what you're doing now doesn't look the same as what you were doing six months ago.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's why I, I'm very against the like, or I guess I just always tell my clients to like take inspiration online with a grain of salt because there's so many people that are posting like hustle culture motivation right it's like get off your ass do the thing have a routine the way to success is structure and like got to wake up at 5 a.m and atomic habits and all these things which guess what 5 a.m thing really drives me nuts <laughs> yeah but but guess what that I'll be up is-
2: at 5 a.m <laughs> still
1: <Yeah. It's> still <laughs> I go to <laughs> bed at 5 a.m <laughs> literally yeah and, and, you know, it's like, that is completely true. All of those things work and they're completely right. That is the way to success for them for and that. maybe for some others. Yes. But then there's the people on the other hand that are like, rest, take your time. You are magnetic when you are in your feminine rest, take the time to rest. And guess what? That's 100% correct. 100% correct for them mm-hmm. and where they're at in their life and probably for some other people that want that need to hear that. But for me, when I was at the beginning of my business and I was saying like, I would wake up and like my computer slept next to me, I'd wake up and be like, I'm creating a program right now. Like, let's go. I was waking up at like 6am, like go, go, go. And it felt so good. But I was following all these coaches that were very much on the like the feminine play level, like they were like, you need to be in your feminine. You need to stop working so much. You need to take time for yourself. So I actually was like stopping my creative process and my flow because I was like forcing myself to rest, even though it didn't feel good. And so, yeah, we really have to take everything with a grain of salt. And again, listen to ourselves and our instincts, which can be a little bit muddied, but the more you can get in tune with that, it's like now I know when I like actually need to rest or I'm just being lazy. Or when I need to push myself or I'm overworking, I can kind of like navigate between those. Because for some people, they do need to be told, get off your ass and do something. And for some people, they need to be told, you need to take a rest. Yeah. But if we, you know, we, if we need either or and then we're listening to the opposite one, then it fucks you up. And yeah,
0: uh, it, I love that. It really is all about, okay, ask yourself, what do you need instead of trying to copy yeah. what everybody else is doing? Because what works for one person doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to work the same for you. So I, yeah, I love that tip.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Especially in social media
2: is good and bad because it's like, there's so much resource, but it's almost like overwhelming amount of information. And then it it creates this ultimate platform for comparison, which is like the ultimate robber of joy. And it's like, well, I'm not doing what they're doing and I'm not as successful as this person and I don't make as much money. And I'm just like. Are you happy though? Does your life look the way that like brings you joy every day? You have no. to ask yourself, like, I was telling my husband yesterday, we were driving through like Northwest Texas We took like a little road trip to pick wildflowers. And there are all these really cute old little Texas houses that like people had remodeled, but they're adorable. And I'm like, you know, why do I have this fantasy in my head that I need this huge 5,000 or 10,000 square foot house? Because like, that's what we've gotten projected to us on TV and on social media for so long. When like, I would be very happy in a house that's just like this. That's like cute and cozy and cottage type of vibe. And like, that's really what I want. Not something like, and again, each person is to their own, like some, maybe some people like more of a glamorous style of home, but I'm like, why are we letting that like rob us of our, again, social media can rob us of our own intuition of knowing exactly what we need and want.
1: 100%. Yeah. And that kind of relates to my experience I was talking about. Like, I I was like putting so much pressure on myself to like create content and grow my following. And I want to make more money and I want to like do this and do that. And then I was like, do I?
0: Do I really want to do that? Do I or is really that what I to? think I should be doing? Yeah. I was stuck in that same cycle for a while, like doing the marketing. And then I was doing like blog income reports because everybody wanted that. Everybody wanted to see, you know, what I made and how I made it so that they could do it. But it's like, this isn't bringing me joy. This isn't lighting me up at all. I feel like very driven by the money, Mm -hmm. which actually I know that you do a lot of money mindset work as well. Mm -hmm. So if we can kind of switch gears a little bit to that, I would love to hear some tips that you have for those listening who may struggle with
1: money mindset. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. In my membership this month, we did like Money March because I'm just an alliteration girly. And I was like, March, (laughs) March, March, Money March. (laughs) So we did a whole, we have like a whole three-part experience of like the three kind of, I would say, sections of money. Because I think when it comes to money mindset, right, one part of it is abundance and trusting in abundance, attracting abundance. One part of it is like the budgeting, which is the more like masculine part of like saving money, investing money, all of those things. Sometimes I I am a little too far on the spectrum of just like spending a lot and I'm like, oh, I'll just make more. I'll just make more. But budgeting is also very important if you do it in an aligned way. Um, And then also making money, right? It's a part of money mindset. Because I think so many people, it makes me really, really angry. The state that I guess America or the world I don't know whatever is in that like a basic job like cannot pay for your basic needs like it it literally can't it makes me so mad. but that's why I love business so much because we do need to a part of money mindset like yes you can sit down and like journal and write like I receive money, I'm attracting money I'm you know money is flowing to me but also again it t- it ties into this confidence piece of fortunately or unfortunately in this day and age, we got to get off our butts and learn how to make money. And even if you're not, your path isn't to be an entrepreneur. There's so many ways to to make more money, which is an important important piece of it. Because at the end of the day, like again, you can journal all you want and like work on your money mindset. But if you are constantly not making enough money to even cover your basic needs, and with within your basic needs, I also include like fun like a little bit of fun, like being able to go out once a month or go to a festival or go on a vacation, like that's for your mental health. If you can't afford those things, for me, money mindset like never really helped. It wasn't until I made enough money that I was out of my fight or flight response that then I could really like work on my money mindset, if that makes sense. So that that's just kind of my experience. But the other, th- other thing I'll share about attracting money and receiving money, that was kind of like a big part of masterclass I just facilitated was I was talking about how receiving money is the same energy as receiving anything else. So being open to receive money is the same thing as receiving love and, you know, receiving compliments, receiving help, receiving good emotions. So like a great example would be, let's say like someone comes up to you and is like, oh my God, you look so beautiful today. And you're like, oh my god no I don't like I didn't even get ready like my hair looks crazy like you look cute you look cute or someone's like oh my god I love your outfit you're like this oh my god I've had this forever no your outfit is cute how many of us have done that
0: oh yeah and that's that's closing yourself off to receiving
1: exactly Mm -hmm. you're it's like this beautiful thing is coming your way and you're literally saying no thank you i don't want that mm-hmm. or you go out to lunch with your friend and your friend is like hey i'll pay for lunch you're like oh my god no you do not have to do that like i'll pay for the next thing or I'll, I'll buy us drinks or no i'll venmo you just let me know how much it was we all do that and we see it as this form of politeness and sometimes it is polite right you know someone buys you a meal and then you're like hey let's go out for a drink after and i'll buy the drinks i'm not saying don't be polite and i'm not saying don't give but when it is your turn to receive can you fully receive? Can you fully receive the compliment? Can you fully receive the love? If someone offers to help you, can you fully receive it and say, yes, I'd love the help. Thank you so much. Like when you can fully receive other good things, even in the realm of like, you know, pleasure and sex, like are, are you receiving pleasure in your in your body? Are you allowing yourself to actually feel that and receive it and ask for what you want? When you are able to receive all of the other good things in life, you're also more open to receive money. So yeah, I could go on and on talking, talking about money, but that was probably one of my favorite pointers that we kind of focused oh, yeah. on.
0: Oh, no, I love that. And I can, so before I started doing all of this, I was a full-time server. Mm-hmm. I was waitressing full-time and it was one of the more difficult jobs, I would say for me yeah. personally, because oh, you absolutely. were relying on tips for basically your way of living and all of your bills so and it's funny that you brought that up because I've mentioned this before in a previous episode but I had this one experience where this I think he was like maybe 17 came in by himself just sat down was playing his game boy whatever and he ordered like one burger his bill was maybe like twelve dollars tops and he gave me a hundred dollar bill and so I gave him the change back and he's like oh no that's yours And I was like, what? (laughs) And I was very closed off at the time because I felt bad taking that money from him and I Mm -hmm. wasn't as open to receive. But at the end of the day, I did end up taking it. But I just remember like a lot of the money mindset changes that I had to do from being in the serving industry to like when people wanted to tip me like a generous amount and how Mm -hmm. quick I was to want to shut it down. But that was like me closing off receiving the money.
1: Mm -hmm. That's
0: that's very interesting.
1: Mm -hmm. We put so much pressure around money is the other Mm -hmm. thing too. I know I was just saying that like you can't do work on your money mindset until you're making enough money. I want to like clarify on that, that that's not exactly (laughs) what I mean. There's definitely mindset shifts to be had like that one of like, I'm worthy of receiving this and like, you know, things like that. I was more just saying I felt I saw the most growth when I also learned how to make more that I could work with. Absolutely. Just want to clarify that because, yeah, neutralizing money as just like an energy. He was just giving you energy. Exactly.
0: And I've I've learned that
1: now. But back then, man, I wish I knew. Exactly. Because you look at it as this thing. It's like he was handing you like the craziest thing ever. No, he was just giving you some of his energy. You gave him some of your energy. He Mm -hmm. just gave you a lot of energy back and he wanted to, you know, and sometimes you have to neutralize it to this very like, yeah, just a neutral state of like it is just
0: Energy. energy when I looked at it that's from really an energetic perspective that's when my money mindset definitely shifted for me too exactly again it's
2: so interesting to hear you two guys talk about it because again it's another place that like I'm not at yeah so like I think the concept of growing up like neither one of my call co- my parents went to college and like my dad very much had like this entrepreneurial mindset like he had several of his own businesses but they never worked out And then my mom, who just that's a whole other story. You can go back and listen to our mother wound trauma podcast if you want to. Um, that was just a hot mess. So, like, you know, we would have like our electricity shut off and our TV shut off, and you know, we I remember like accepting the subpoena for the lien that was put on our house, like lots of like dark things that like I was a young kid, I shouldn't have been exposed to um but I knew it all had to do with money and I started working at like 11 babysitting and stuff so I've always kind of either had this demonized mindset towards money or fear fear that there's not going to be enough or what I do have that is enough is going to go away or money is the root of all evil um relatable (laughs) I'm still in that like Weird mindset. Like me and my husband are both nurses. We make plenty of money now. And, you know, we're about to move into this new beautiful space, like I was talking about before we started, I think, recording don't know. And I remember calling Lauren and being like, Oh my God, our rent is doubling, but it's still less than 20% of our monthly income. I still think it's way too much. I'm really nervous. And she's like, you need to receive this gift. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Congrats was like, this on is that. divine
2: timing. And I was like, Oh God, I'm just so nervous. And then remember I said, look for the sign and boom, you got it. And then there was, it turned out that like our prorated rent for our first month was eight eight eight. Of course it was. Of course, and Lauren it was, right? was like, "Shut like, up!" Is really? A sign. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm like, surprised. Lauren, and I don't remember what angel number eight 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 was. Do you, do it's you all remember? about
1: abundance. Uh I love that so much, and oh my gosh, yeah, I could go on and on about money. But another thing about it is something that um stood out to me that you said, Courtney, was like being afraid to lose it. And I always love to share that, like, once you attract the same frequency of whatever frequency you're at right like attracts like so if you're at like this certain level then you're attracting things on that level so even if you lose something and even if it's not money say that you lose a job or you lose a partner or you lose a friend you're still vibrating at that higher frequency so you can't yes you can lose that specific job or that specific person but you can't necessarily like backtrack like you can't receive less or worse than what you were receiving because you're you're raising your vibration if that makes sense Um, Mm -hmm. a great example to explain this is like if a homeless person wins the lottery nine out of ten times they become homeless again they bust through all of their money because they can't hold that frequency they're not at that frequency right and so they spend it on houses and strippers and drugs and all the things and partying and they usually end up homeless again someone who is a multimillionaire, they could lose all of their money and they can make back millions fairly quickly. And so, yeah, if you lose like if you lose money, you know, right, I don't really think there's such thing. Yes, you'll see the numbers in your bank account go up and down. But if you vibrate at a certain frequency, like you're always kind of going to be there. And it's kind of like the, you know, when I was uh, a teenager, it's like I always had just enough. Even if I had big expenses or I got a bigger paycheck, I still somehow had just enough. Now my bank account, it stays at about the same number. Like even if I make a ton of money or I have a ton of expenses, it kind of stays at this like same homeostasis because that is like where my my homeostasis is hanging out at energetically. So anyone that feels like they're afraid to lose something, know that you can't you can't technically lose it. You'll just attract something of the same caliber, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree with you there, and it's also like sometimes to like, well, maybe not for money, but for like friends, you lose a friend. Oftentimes, it's to make room for better. That's like Mm -hmm. how I like to look at look at it.
1: Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I
0: love that. Well, I found this really awesome. I'm so glad you got to come on here. I figured before we hop off, if you want to just share a little bit about, um, you have a confidence collective. Mhm. Yeah, we were curious to hear about it. Yeah, we would love to hear about that. You can share about that and also share where people
1: can follow you on social media. Totally. Yeah, I have a lot of things going on which is it's so funny because I'm like, oh, I've been like slowing down on my business and I'm like, here's my eight offerings. <laughs> Not really, but um <laughs> yeah, uh, one of the biggest focuses I have right now is the Confidence Collective, which is my membership. I wanted again, you know, I've been building this community in person and I I love doing programs, but they end and I want something that doesn't end. So I created my membership um, and yeah, we do master classes every month. We do different challenges or have guest speakers and bonus sessions and yeah, it's just all regarding confidence. So, so far we've done like we did intention setting for the next, uh, for the, for the year we've done like relationships and codependency this month. We're doing money next month. We're doing, it's going to be called avatar love and it's all about like our little avatars we have on this planet—it's like body image and <laughs> so style, cool. yeah, styling. And I have a cool guest speaker for, um, yeah, doing some cool like styling and and expression stuff. So yeah, it's just really really fun. We have like a whole community online and. Yeah. I would love to have you guys inside or anyone listening. And then, yeah, I also do my retreats. I do retreats in Costa Rica. And then I also do a queen luxury retreat called Fruition in San Diego, which is really awesome. And then, yeah, where you can find me, um, I do have two different podcasts. So I have a podcast called Breaking Butterfly, which is kind of my personal podcast that I talk about, like confidence, manifestation, my life. Um, and then I just started a new podcast called Making Money with Maddie. So yeah, I love that we talked about money a little bit because I've been really enjoying that, obviously. So made a space to do that. Um, and then I'm on Instagram, Maddie Maple, M-A-D-I, Maple, like the syrup. Yeah. Come hang out, send me a DM, say hi. Um, I'd love to connect with with anyone and yeah, just help support anyone even further.
0: thank you so much maddie this was awesome and i cannot wait to connect further and i really just appreciate you coming on to the podcast
1: yes thank you so much for having me this was yeah this was really amazing you guys are so awesome um thank you yeah totally shifted my energy and i feel so good right now so thank you